0: you've done for us in your name i pray amen praise god it is so good to see you today i want you to look to your neighbor the one beside you and say it is so great to see you in the house of god today look at your other neighbor and say i didn't want to tell anybody but you're better looking than the guy i just talked to Now look to your other neighbor behind you or in front of you and say, but you're not as good looking as pastor this morning. <laughs> I don't see people uh, moving in that direction or doing that, amen, <laughs> amen. Isn't it good to have a good laughter this morning? Praise God. God has the sense of humor. Uh, yesterday, my wife and I, uh, I didn't take any phone calls. We, we celebrated our 23rd anniversary. Amen. Twenty-three years. Amen. You know, I got to be honest with you. I'm just as shocked as you are, Uh, the fact that she's still with me and has stayed with me during this time. And you know, I just, uh, I, it it blows me away that she still does that. But uh, uh, she's just a wonderful, precious woman, and I love her so much. And so, happy anniversary, baby. Happy anniversary. And I don't, I don't mind saying that because every time I say happy anniversary, I score points off of that, amen? Because there may have been one anniversary that I forgot about, but we're not going to talk about that this morning, amen? Amen, praise God. We're going to get into a series this next month, and we just finished up our series on the, what kind of church are we? And the sermon series we're going to get into now is the sermon series that God gives how many of you have ever heard that, that God gives? we got to think about that for a moment because God does give us things. Amen? We, we, you know, we come to church and we get frustrated because the pastor talks about you giving, like giving money and all that. Some people get irritated by that. But if we only realized what God gives us, amen? If we only realized what God pours into us and what he blesses us with, amen? And so we're going to begin this series, and today I want to talk about how God gives us freedom. Amen. Now, of course, you would think that I would preach about that because Tuesday is Independence Day, right? Now, by the way, we are going to have prayer meeting tonight. So normally we don't have it on a holiday, but Tuesday's a holiday. So tonight we are going to have prayer meeting between what time? The 6.30 to 7.30, amen. I promise you to have you out of here by 8.30, praise God. Praise God. Hey, if God moved like he moved last week, it will be 8.30, amen? So we are here to to just talk about what God gives us, amen? We need to just reflect on that for a moment. And today, as I mentioned, we're talking about how God gives us freedom. And I want to share this verse with you, John chapter 8, verse 36. They're going to put it up here on uh, on the screen for me. And I share this verse with you. It's a verse that you know about. But I want to just re-emphasize it one more time. If you could put it up there for me. There we go. Thank you. It says, Therefore, if the sun, notice the sun is in capital letters, is talking about Jesus. He says, if the sun set or makes you free, you shall be what? Free, right? You shall be free indeed, right? Now, some of you have had this pleasure have had this opportunity, but my wife and I have had the, the chance, the opportunity to travel to other countries. And in these countries, especially when in Eastern Europe, right after they came out of communism, and Will knows about this because he was over there, there was not a freedom. There was an oppression. That if you didn't do what the government wanted you to do, you were oppressed. Now some people argue that America is getting there. We're not gonna get into that today. But I will tell you that it is nowhere near what it was for the people of Eastern Europe at that time. Amen? It was very oppressive. It was difficult. It was not a good place to be. And if you had a church, if you talked about Jesus, you would be in prison. You would be beaten down. But our country, (coughs) excuse me, our country is based on the freedom of religion, the freedom to worship. Amen? Now, I know our country has not been perfect. I am not here to defend this country. Amen? But I am here to say that the idea of this country that we have is that the government would not tell us how to worship. And that we would be able to worship whatever way that we wanted to. And we have that freedom this morning, amen, to lift our hands in the sanctuary and to praise God, amen. So we understand, we have a concept of what freedom is. We have a concept of what it means to to do what we want to do, that we don't have this, this oppression over us We live in autonomy. We live in independence. We understand that we can go to church. We can do the things that we ought to do because we believe that we have that freedom by living in this country. Amen? Everybody with me so far? Praise God. Now, (coughs) I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Lazarus. Because when we talk about freedom, as a Christian, as a believer... We believe that we are free from anything that binds us, amen? That we are free from anything that keeps us from worshiping God, amen? We are free from anything that keeps us or hinders us from lifting our hands and giving God glory, amen? God has granted us that freedom this morning. There is nothing that should ever hinder us. There is nothing that should ever keep us from that. But the reality is, there is, isn't there? Man, we come in with a lot of baggage, don't we? We come in with a lot of trouble, don't we? We come in with a lot of whispering in our ear about this and about that, and it hinders us from worship. I want to tell you this morning, brothers and sisters, that is not God's design for your life this morning, amen? He has given us freedom, amen? You know... There should be nothing in us that hinders us from raising our hands. But sometimes, because of what we go through and the things that we're dealing with, we feel like we, our hands or our, our arms are about one ton apiece and we can't lift them up. Or we don't want to do it because we're uncomfortable. No, I have freedom to worship. Amen? I have freedom to sing praise to the Lord. I have freedom to do this. Amen? Not because... Not because my government has given me freedom. I worship him because God has given me freedom, amen? I am no longer under the bounds of chains of sin and depression and oppression. I am free to worship because he has delivered me this morning, amen? But in my spirit, in my spirit, there's some in us this morning, there's some in us this morning that we're struggling a little bit. We're not there yet because we come in with this baggage, these things that are bothering us, whether it be from our past, whether it be from our present, or maybe it's something in the future that we're worried about. It hinders us from worship, and we actually become like Lazarus. And I'm going to explain what that means in just a moment. See, when Jesus approached Lazarus in John chapter 11, he was dead. He was dead. He was gone. He had been dead for four days and he went up to the grave, and you remember this story, he, he goes to the grave and he calls out, he says, Lazarus, come forth. You know why Jesus said the name Lazarus? Because I believe that if he'd have said, come forth, everybody would have come forth at that time, amen? That's the power that God has. But he said, he said, Lazarus, come forth. See, that's what he did for you when he called you out of darkness, Amen. Yeah. See, the tomb is a place of death. The tomb is a place of darkness. The, plume, the tomb that he was in was a place of, of, of just horribleness, and there was a loneliness and all that. But God called you out of the grave this morning. He turned that grave, as my daughter sung this morning in the praise tomb, saying, he turned that grave into a garden. Amen. He called you out of darkness. Praise God. Now, the Bible's pretty explicit about this. Lazarus got up. Now, can you imagine seeing somebody in grave, wrapped in a grave, walking out of a grave? Can you imagine what that would have been like, seeing that? And so he's walking out of the grave, and he's kind of walking like a mummy, right? Because they wrap him pretty tight. Because they did, I'm not sure why they did it, but they just did it. And that was the custom back then. And so they wrapped him up, and he's walking out, but he's still bound up, amen? He's still taped up. He was alive, but he wasn't useful, He was alive, but really, what could he do? He was alive, but he was still covered in the stench of grave clothes. He still smelled like death. Amen? He was still tied up. He was still bound up. And right now in church today, there are Christians who come up, who come to church, and praise God, I'm glad that you're here, but you're tied up with your past. You're tied up with the things that you're doing wrong, amen? You're tied up with the things that you're going through. You're tied up with worry and doubt and fear and repression. You're tied up and and that right now you're you're not benefiting the kingdom of God. You're not benefiting yourself because you're so wrapped up in death. You may be saved, but the stench of death is still on you. See, that's not the deliverance that God provides, amen? That's not the deliverance that God promised. God, when he calls us out of the grave, he is ready to set us free. We are alive, amen? We are not halfway alive. We're not partway alive. We are alive, amen? But unfortunately, in the church, we got a bunch of zombies walking in versus people who are alive in the spirit worshiping God and say, Listen, I know I had a bad this morning, this morning. I know I'm going through some stuff, but praise God, I'm going to lift my hands in the sanctuary. I'm going to give them praise. I'm going to give them worship. I'm going to give them honor and glory. I'm going to give them all those things. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But see, you got to be willing to make that step, right? Jesus said something to him. And it took people around him to help him. Jesus said this. He said, loose him and let him go. I'm going to say that again. He said, loose him and let him go. I'm going to say that one more time. He said, loose him. And let him go. In other words, take the grave clothes off. Amen. Yeah. Remove from him the stitch, the smell of death. Give him a bath. Praise God. Amen. In other words, cleanse him. Don't let those grave clothes take him up for any longer. Amen. I want to show you something this morning. I got a little representation here. Now, I realize this chain is not exactly the best chain and someone can break this. I need a volunteer. Randy, come here. (laughs) Praise God. Now, you don't get to preach. Turn around. Yeah. All right, now put your hands out like you're in prison. Not not like you're in prison. That's not prison. You know, come here. All right, there you go. See, don't break this. Okay. Randy's going to try to be Superman and try to break this. All right. going to have to help me out here. There we go. This is what Christians look like. This is what Christians look like coming into church, amen? They come in here like they're on their last leg, and they're hindered, and they can't worship God. They're hindered, and they're saying, I can't do it, I can't, I can't, I can't. And they're right, they can't, because they're all bound up. You know what binds us up? Sin. Unforgiveness. Amen. Those things keep us, those things keep us for entering into a moment when we are alive. Amen? You understand what that means to be alive, right? Anybody hear me this morning? You know what I mean to be alive, right? It means to be happy. Amen? Amen? Well, Pastor, I can't be happy all these things happen to me. Listen, I can't can't go back and fix those things, but I know someone who can. I know a God who can heal you of all those things, but you're so bound up you can't even worship him. Amen? What you need is the great God of Jehovah to come in and get rid of those chains. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, brother. Go sit down. We need the great God of Jehovah to come in and release us, release us from those chains this morning. Amen. It's so that we can worship, that we can give God glory, that we can praise him. And sometimes what you gotta do is you gotta lift your hands a little bit. You gotta give God something because he wants to know that you're serious about it. Amen. We need to praise God in the sanctuary. Well, people say, well, pastor, I tried that and nothing happened. Listen, it's called faith. We do things because we know we ought to, not because we feel something, okay? If I did everything based on feeling, my wife and I would still not be married, amen? Because there's times in a marriage you go through trouble. Now, listen, I know I'm perfect, right? (laughs) Amen? Praise God. I'm getting a bunch of head nods. Yes, pastor, you're perfect. Praise God. Amen? So everybody knows that I have to deal with her, right? <laughs> you guys know the opposite is true, right? She has to deal with me. Hey, why are you saying "Amen"? My, my mom just sold me out. <laughs> my mom literally just sold me out. Said "Amen." I know. I raised you. Amen because it's been easy, amen? Both of us had to sacrifice. Some of us sacrificed more than others. I'm just, I'm just joking, amen? But we do that because we love each other and we want this marriage to work. When you want to live for God and you want God to bless you and you want freedom, that means that you got to do the things that we know we ought to do, amen? That means we come into the house of God and we give him glory. Well, pastor, I don't like the songs. Listen, If you're basing your worship based on the song, then you don't understand worship. We should be able to worship to Amazing Grace, to that song, Graves in the Gardens, amen? As long as it's promoting the name of Jesus, that's all that matters, amen? We should be able to worship to victory in Jesus. And then we should also worship to reckless love, amen? As long as, as long as I know they're talking about Jesus and not my girlfriend or my boyfriend, not that I have one. I'm just giving you an example. Some songs, you don't know who they're talking about, right? And so as long as I know that it's talking about God, then I can worship, amen? Because my love for God is genuine, and I'm going to worship him because he has given me this morning freedom. He has delivered me. He has taken the grave clothes off of me. I am no longer have the smell of death upon me. You ever been around somebody that hasn't taken a shower in a few days? You ever been around somebody who has been camping and they come in, they smell like campfire? They don't smell it, but you smell it, right? Some of us have the smell of death upon us, and we smell it. It's time to be delivered from that death in your life. Amen? It is time to be delivered from death and realize that God has given you life. Amen? Hear me this morning. God has given you life. What that means is I can wake up in the morning, even though my heart is sad, even though my heart is crushed, I know that my Redeemer lives, as Job said. Amen? I know that I can wake up every morning and put on my prayer amen I know that I can give God glory well wait a minute pastor how can you give God glory when you're sad it's easy watch this Lord I give you glory Lord I worship you now it's not going to sound the same sometimes sometimes it's going to be a struggle you know that you know what I'm talking about Sometimes it's a struggle to tell the Lord that you love Him because you're mad at Him or you're frustrated. Anybody ever been frustrated with God? I'm raising both hands because I know what that feels like. Amen? We've all been frustrated. But let me tell you something. God never changes. His love for us never changes. Even though my life doesn't work out the way that I want it to, doesn't mean that God stopped loving me. It just means that I need to worship Him and get into His will and realize that He has something for me. Amen? Lazarus eventually died again so to speak. Isn't that an amazing story? He died again. But brothers and sisters, when we're in Christ, we're not going to die. Amen? We have a translation to heaven where the Bible says that we are going to sleep. And what that means is it's just a term for the body dying. We're going to be resurrected to God. Amen? We're going to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen? We're going into the presence of God. Hallelujah! So when you understand that, these present day troubles don't bother me. I can watch the news and not get upset because I know who I believe. I can watch the news and not get worried because all these things are going to pass away. All these things are going to pass away, but God, you know what freedom means? It means that I'm independent of all this stuff, amen? In other words, I don't worry about it, it doesn't affect me, because I know that I am not of this world, amen? I am a visitor here, because God is reconciling me to Him, and I have the freedom to worship Him, because these things don't bother me. Now, does that mean I don't always get bothered? No, I get bothered sometimes. I get concerned or discouraged. But in that moment, in that moment, God says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In other words, when I start to get a little discouraged, I speak these words, Lord, I worship you. Do I... Do I feel it always? No. Sometimes you have to do things by faith. Now, a lot of people say fake it till you make it, and I don't believe that. I don't think you should ever fake anything, but I do believe that you should lay a seed, so to speak. Lord, I'm worshiping you right now, not because I feel it, but because you command it. Lord, I worship you. I praise you. See, we're not going to always feel things with God. We do things because we know we ought to. But can I tell you what happens when you do something because you know you ought to? Is all of a sudden the Lord looks down and says, huh, they're praising me even though their lives falling fallen apart. Look at that. They're praising me even though things are going wrong. And, of course, the devil's up there and says, yeah, but but, but God... We know this because of Job chapter 1. The devil's the accuser, right? The devil's up there. Yeah, but God, look at what he's doing. Look at that. Look, Come on, God. He's doing this, and we can't have that. But God says, shh, he's praising me. He's worshiping me. And the devil's like, no, 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 God, you don't understand. He he lied the other day. He did this thing. He did that Then he goes, will you be quiet? Enough out of you. He's worshiping me. Now, am I excusing those sins? Absolutely not. But I'm saying that when we worship God, there's something amazing that happens as he brings us into his presence. There's reconciliation there. There's hope there. There's there's independence there. And God restores us, amen. And we we gotta get away from these things that bind us and keep us down. We gotta quit giving excuses. Man, we love to give excuses, don't we? Man, I tell you what, every time I wanted my kids to clean their room, there was always an excuse. Amen? Always an excuse. I I love this one. But dad, I have homework, because they knew that I would be like, oh, okay, homework, I understand. And then after a year of having homework every night for five hours, I thought, wait a minute, something's not right. Something's something's not right. (laughs) We always have an excuse, though, don't we? Listen, I don't want to stand before God on the day of judgment and God say, why you didn't worship me and me try to give him an excuse. God, I wanted to worship you, but I didn't really like the music they were playing. Did the the music say my name and proclaim me? Well, yeah, but I just didn't agree with it. It's not about whether you agree with it or not. Does it worship the Lord? Amen? Or I, I just... I, you know, I, I've had some other things that I needed to do. I had some other things that were important to me. Isn't it amazing how many things are more important to us than God? Isn't it amazing how things become more important than Him? I want to tell you this morning, there is nothing more important than God. And when we learn that as a church, when we learn that as a people, we would no longer struggle with things the way that we struggle. I never said that you wouldn't go through stuff. You will go through stuff. But you're not going to struggle like you've been struggling. Amen? You know why? Because you know that God is faithful. You know that God is faithful. And when he doesn't answer the prayer the way that you want him to answer, you go, God, I understand because you're going to answer it the way that you want to. Amen? If we gave our children everything that they wanted, what would happen to them? They would be spoiled, wouldn't they? Amen? They would be spoiled, wouldn't they? If I received everything from my parents that I wanted, I would be spoiled. But they didn't do that to me. (laughs) I, I would honestly say they made very sure that I was not spoiled. Amen? But you know what I've also found is when you love your children and they're acting right, and they're doing what they're supposed to do, what do you do? You give them stuff they didn't ask for. Ooh. Oh, man. You, you say, hey, I know you wanted to do this. You didn't tell me. You didn't ask me, but I'm going to give it to you because I love you. If I, being naturally evil, amen, that the Bible says, I'm naturally evil. If I'm that way, imagine a loving, heavenly Father that gives us stuff that we don't even ask for when we're simply just obedient, amen? The church needs to come alive this morning. The church needs to come alive this morning. We need to get that stench of death off of us amen we need to be the church of god this morning we need to be the church that proclaims his name we need to be the church that goes into the highways and byways and tells people that he is god amen and that he is lord we need to tell people about the lord this morning because you know something people need the lord we can't tell people about god if we're wrapped up in graves clothes. It's kind of hypocritical if you think about it. We can't tell people about God if we smell like them. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. It just means that God has set you free. Let me give you some things that He's given you freedom from. He says this in 831-32. I'm going to say this one more time. He says, Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He's given you freedom from guilt and shame. Romans 10, verses 10 through 11. For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. But the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. How many Christians are walking around in shame right now? How many Christians are walking around in shame right now because we act like we've done something wrong or we're still dealing with things from the past? Brothers and sisters, God has given us freedom this morning. He's given us freedom from bondage and sin, Romans 6, verses 16 through 18, the scripture that's up there. He says, "'Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that through you were slaves, or though you were slaves of sin, Yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin. Can I say that again, brothers and sisters? You have been set free from sin. Okay? Having been set free of sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Amen? He's given you freedom from oppression. I want you to know this morning, there's been too many, many that come to my office and they talk about how the enemies are pressing them and how they're just struggling with that. I want to tell you this morning, you have freedom from that this morning if you will embrace it. God will give you freedom from that. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Now listen, I know that some people struggle they struggle with things, and I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to make you feel bad because some people are able to overcome it right away and some are not. We're here to talk about understanding that you have freedom from that this morning. It is not God's will to you live under oppression. It is not God's will for you to live under the bondage of sin. Amen. Amen. He gives us from freedom from sickness and disease. <laughs> sickness and disease, amen. Now listen. We have accounts last week. We had a healing service. We have at least three accounts of people who were healed last week. Amen? Amen. People have said, I received healing from the Lord. Now, People always ask me, well, why doesn't God heal me? And that's a reasonable question. And I will tell you that sometimes the healing comes when we meet him face to face. Amen? That's the way God works. I can't try to explain it. Amen? Sometimes the healing comes right now. We believe in healing either way, right? Now I want to tell you that God has given you freedom from sickness and disease. He has given you freedom from pain. Not just physical pain. Emotional pain. Emotional pain. I have people in my office come to me in tears because of what they've been through. And I cry with them. I do. I cry with them. And I talk about, hey, there's there's healing here. And you don't feel it at that moment, but you will. The freedom is there. Amen? It may take us a little bit to get there, but the freedom is there, amen? I want to tell you that God has given you freedom from pain, amen? Listen to what he says here in Luke chapter 4, verses 17 through 19. This is where Jesus announces his ministry, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. In other words, he just didn't open a book. It was there. He had to go look for that particular verse. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. (laughs) Praise God. Come on now. That same spirit that was upon him is also upon us this morning. Okay, just so that you know. that same spirit, that same spirit that was on God this morning, he has given to us at Pentecost. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now that doesn't mean poor financially. That means the people who are broken in their spirit, who don't know what to do, don't know where to go. They don't know how things, are, they don't understand God. They're broken inside. Brothers and sisters, that is us this morning. We are a broken people. We need the Lord this morning. Amen. He has preached the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, amen. If you are brokenhearted, if there's something that has happened in your past, then God has been sent his son Jesus to heal you this morning, amen. You understand that? We're talking about healing, amen. We're talking about restoration, we're talking about the Lord coming in and making the wrong and making a right, amen. He he then said to proclaim what's that word? To proclaim, come on, say it out loud. Don't go to sleep on me. You ever try to go to sleep during fireworks? We need some fireworks in the church today. Amen. What is he proclaiming to us? Okay, we're going to get there. I got maybe one or two of you, okay? I'm going to wake you up. Do you want me to get out my pom-poms and do a little cheerleading dance? You You want that, don't you? Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, there we go. People were getting out their phones. Come on, do it. (laughs) He proclaimed liberty. Praise God. Praise God. See, the devil, the devil's got you all bound up here. He's got you all bound up. He's got you all wrapped up with these chains that really they're not even even real chains. We're just bound up. Amen? But the Lord said, come in. And he snatched these things away and he threw them across the room and he says, you no longer have to do this anymore. You no longer have to feel this anymore. You no longer have to deal with this pain anymore. He says, I've been proclaimed to the captives, to an end and recovery of sight to the blind. Amen? Praise God. We're talking about a bunch of 2020 vision Christians this morning amen he said to set in liberty those who are oppressed amen it is time for God's people to stop feeling oppressed to the devil stop saying the devil did this the devil did that tell me what God is doing this morning amen I'm tired of listening to the devil listen I know the devil's real I know the devil's real, but he ain't nothing but a toothless bully. Amen. Amen. He ain't got no power of you that you give him. Don't come to me and say the devil's oppressing me. You tell me how your God, my God, has overcome him and cast him out this morning. It is time for the people of God to rise up. Amen. If the devil attacks you, attack him back. Amen. <laughs> You ain't never heard that before, have you? You're going to let just somebody come in and start beating on you? You want to get the devil good if he starts attacking you? You go out and you start witnessing to people. He'll stop. Okay? Listen, because he do not want you witnessing to people. You start reading the Bible, amen? You start you start proclaiming victory over people's lives. You start praying, oh, man, I, oh, God, help me this morning. You start proclaiming victory this morning. You start saying, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I can just see the devil now and says, Oh my goodness. They go to that church, don't they? They go to that church. I'm scared now. Let me go get some reinforcements. Reinforcements come. I'm not touching that. I'm not going near that. They worship God. I can't can't deal with that. They're saying the name Jesus, and I can't deal with that. And then all of a sudden, All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost fire goes up your your spine, right? And instead of being afraid of the devil, you realize that you have power and authority over the devil through the name of Jesus, and you start, you start proclaiming victory over your children's lives. You start proclaiming victory over your grandchildren's lives. See, brothers and sisters, I'm already praying for my grandchildren, and I don't have any yet. Did you know that? I'm already praying over my grandchildren. I'm already praying over my great-grandchildren, amen? I'm praying over every seed that comes out of me. I am praying over all my family. I'm praying over your family. I'm praying over my family. I'm praying over your family's family. Praise God, I'm proclaiming victory this morning, amen? I am tired of God's people walking like they're a bunch of slave mentality. Listen, I don't care how we've been treated. And when I say I don't care, I care. But when I'm saying it doesn't affect the outcome, what I proclaim is that no weapon formed against me shall Doesn't mean that he's not going to try. Come on now. He's over their scheme. It's like, well, what if they do this? What if I do this? I want to tell you, the devil's been attacking more in the past weeks than I have known in in my history of my life. But every time he attacks, I get on the phone, and I call somebody, and I encourage them. Amen? Every time he attacks, I lift up my hands and say, Lord, I may not feel it right now, but I give you praise. I put on my iTunes, and I worship a praise song, and I begin to say, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Come on now, he loved me I knew him. And with all my love I'm due him. He plunged me to victory. And right now the devil's going, oh no. He's singing the victory song. (laughs) He's singing the victory song. Man, we're walking around defeated. You know, it's really funny when Ukraine started fighting the Russians, everybody wrote the Ukrainians off. They said there's no way they're going to win this war, and right now they're giving the Russians fits, and Russians are about ready to lose this war, amen? And they're just a small little country, but praise God, they're able to do this because we've given them weapons, amen? Now I'm not here talking about political things. Just bear with me. God has given us the weapons that we need. Hallelujah! God has given us the weapon that we need, amen? The weapon that I have is the weapon of praise this morning. The weapon of praise this morning. Where I reach out my hands and I say, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Well, pastor, you got it all together. You could do that. Oh, no, no. Man, if you walked around with me a day, you'd realize how much I don't have it together, okay? I'm not here to disappoint you, but you shouldn't be looking at me either way here, okay? You should be looking to God. The weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Amen? The mighty, mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. There is a spirit of darkness in Juno right now. There is a spirit of darkness hovering over Juno right now. And it's coming after us who serve God. Are we going to roll over and pretend like he's got power over us? Or are we going to look at that and say, not in my day, not on my day, not on my watch. In the name of Jesus, you have to leave. This generation is responsible for this generation. Amen? I'm calling the church to prayer. We pray on Sunday night, but we need to pray on Thursday night. One more time. My desire is that every church in Juneau will take one day of the week and pray with us. When I presented this to them, none of them wanted to do it. You know why? Because they're bound. I said, pastors, imagine what we could do if we all took one night a week and we prayed. You know what they did? You know what they did? Is they ignored me. Because see, prayer is uncomfortable. Matter of fact, a lot of churches don't even pray anymore. We need to pray for these pastors of the other churches that they'll get some some boldness and do what's right. And I'm I'm saying it out loud. They need to get some boldness. Amen? But here's the thing. I don't answer for them. I answer to God for you. As for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. As for me and my house. And guess what, brothers and sisters? If we are the only church that prays, if we are the only church that gives God glory, then we will be the only church that gives God glory, amen? I'm not gonna let what anybody else does influence me. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to cast the darkness out of Juno. amen? I'm ready to shut down the bars, amen? I'm ready to kick out the drug dealers. I'm ready to kick fentanyl out. I'm tired of our young people dying from drugs, amen? I'm tired of our young people dying from alcohol. It is time for the people of God to rise up. Out of the grave, take off those grave clothes and become the men and women of God that He called us to be. Reason I yell sometimes is sometimes we're hard of hearing. Amen. Anybody else hard of hearing? (laughs) Amen. You hear the last part of this says to proclaim. Proclaim. You know what proclaim means? It means to proclaim. To say it. To say it, to, to make an edict saying this is going to happen. It's not like we have any influence ourselves. We're basically saying, Lord, we declare this victory in your name. To proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord. I want you to look at your family right now. I want to look at your your situation right now. Is this acceptable to you? Or have you given up? Man, a lot of churches, a lot of people, we give up. We just give up. I want you to show me in the Bible where it says give up. Other than giving up our sin. What does it say that? It doesn't, right? So if I if the Lord told me that I'm gonna get victory. If the Lord told me that I'm going to get victory, then why would I give up? If the Lord told me that I'm going to get freedom, why? Now, Pastor, you don't understand. I've been praying this for a long time. The woman who had the issue of blood, 12 years before God healed her. Sometimes don't prayers don't happen the same day. We're we're in a McDonald's society. I'm going to tell you something. The quicker you do something, more often you're going to get it wrong. McDonald's gets my my order wrong more often than not. But when you go somewhere and they take their time, it's done right. Amen? Brothers and sisters, we need to have a passion for getting things done for God. This last one I'm going to share with you that he does for us doesn't mean that I'm done yet. I'm going to try to hurry along. I've got another three pages. That's not true, but I just wanted to tell you that. He's going to give me freedom from lying. He's going to give us freedom from death. Amen, pastor, that's amazing. I'm going to say that one more time because, again, I think we're hard of hearing. He's going to give us freedom from death. Amen. I know some of you say, Pastor, I'm with you, but you're taking a long time. At least I'm not the prophet or the apostle Paul who preached all night, and it was so long, somebody fell out the window. We haven't done that yet. He says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 55, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. Oh. How many are feeling sick right now in their body? That we're going to be changed. Woo. Yes, Praise God. See, sometimes God heals our physical body. Just because he raised Lazarus from the dead didn't mean Lazarus lived eternally. He still died again. Sometimes the healing comes when we are changed, amen? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your steam? O oh, Hades, where is your victory? Amen. The devil has been claiming for so long that he is the victor, that he is the one in charge of your life. The Lord says this morning, that is a lie. He was never the victor. I am the victor. But we need to take the grave clothes off and realize that he has given us so much more this morning. But you know, we are kind of like the Israelites. Then when God delivered them, We long for the days of slavery because it seemed easier. This is what happened in Numbers. Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel all swept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Brothers and sisters, I see it every Sunday. People come to church, new people come to church, and they have this moment with God. They're saved and they're delivered. And they get around their friends again and they thought, oh man, I I I, I don't I miss doing that. I I miss. I miss doing those things that I used to do. They don't remember waking up with a hangover, not even knowing where they're at. They don't remember waking up in jail because they really don't remember where they're at. They don't remember their broken families or they don't remember the pain that's been caused. They just remember the fun part of sin. Brothers and sisters, We cannot have victory in our life if we are a slave to sin. You can't. It doesn't work that way. We cannot have victory in our life. We cannot have victory in our life when we give ourselves over to the enemy. I'm not talking about messing up. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to do things wrong. But I'm talking about willfully willfully saying this is how I'm going to be but I'm still going to go to church there's a word for that, you know you what that word is, is when you're doing you're living a lifestyle that is not of God because you don't want to give it up but you still go to church you know what that word is called, are you ready it's called hypocrite hypocrite because you're proclaiming one thing and you're living another we need to take some grave clothes off this morning We need to be free. We need to be free. You know what happens when you're free? Can I tell you what happens? When you're free, you're able to walk in a relationship with Jesus. Even when things happen to you, you're able to say, it's okay because I know in whom I believe. When you're walking in freedom, There's nothing trying to tell you what to do. You say, wait a minute, pastor. God has all these rules. Those rules were in place to keep us from bondage. Amen? Just like we have rules in this country. Don't go murder someone and you're gonna lose your freedom. Right? It's the same thing with God. We need to take some grave clothes off this morning. We need to be free. Will you stand with me, please? hallelujah I worship you God oh God I proclaim right now the acceptable year of our Lord I proclaim 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 the the acceptable year of our Lord. I am ready for a church to be free because, Lord, you said, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And, God, it is time for the people of God to walk in freedom. Amen? God, you have called us to freedom. You have called us to live a life that is holy. You have called us to live a life that is free from pain, from disease, from oppression. You have called us to live a life that is free. And not just free politically, God. Free spiritually. Oh Lord, help us today. I want to tell you one last story and then I'm going to have an altar call. You've been called by a God, you've been given a special place with him. When my wife and I were over in Germany, we had to go to the consulate to register my daughter as an American, renounce her birth. It was in Frankfurt, Germany, it was a very cold day and we went and there was this long line of people, it was post 9-11 long line of people there were people waiting to get into the country you had to get a visa to get into the country we were waiting in line behind all these people it must have been it it felt like a half mile long we were waiting to get in and all of a sudden the guy leans out the window and he goes is there any americans here are there any americans here and i I heard him and i kind of raised my hand i said i'm an american he goes come on up come on up you get priority. None of these people are Americans, but you are. You can go in front of all of them and you can enter in. You can come into what you need to get done. Come on. And as I was walking up, all those people were giving me dirty looks. And I said, I don't care. I'm an American. Praise God. I'm an American. That's right. I'm an American. And and when you're an American in Europe, it's not exactly a good thing. They kind of hate us because God has given us freedom and they don't have that. But let me tell you this morning, right now the Lord is calling. Are there any Christians out there right now? Are there any believers out there right, right now? Is there anybody that believes me and trusts me? The Holy Spirit is leaning out that window right now. And he said, is there anybody that needs something from God this morning? Is there anybody that needs me? And then some of us are willing to raise our hands and say, yes, that's me. And The Holy Spirit is saying, come on up. Come on up. I'm ready to bless you because you're part of me. Amen? If you're a Christian this morning, I want you to know that you don't have to live the oppressed, sad, depressed life that you may be living. Amen? Now, it may take some time for the healing to come, but you have to believe that it's going to come. Amen? God is faithful this morning. Amen? He's reaching out to you this morning. And the Holy Spirit is calling out. and says, do you need me? Do you need me? And see, here's this part. Is we have to simply say this I surrender. I want to know you more. I surrender. Why do we hold on to stuff? I I don't understand that. We think somehow we can fix it. Can I give you a hint? You can't. I surrender. If that's you this morning. You need something from God. I want you to step out of your seat and I want you to work your way up to the altar right now. Come on, right now.